sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take your time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Yeah, we get out there in uh, Berlin. It's uh, Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Your weekend edition of uh, For the Birds, uh, reaching the uh, well, we could say the tail end of February. Not quite yet, but we're we get, we're inching closer. And um, um, you know, last weekend we were we were right in the mud again. We had this, <laughs> In some perpetual uh, mud season in Vermont these days. I think that was the second or third one, and um, yeah. yeah. And then we got a little bit of snow, and it's uh, frozen up again. But some Vermont maple was made over the weekend, so wow. here, here we are. I had some right off the evaporator up in Franklin County earlier, so that was uh, what a treat. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard um, someone uh, mentioned to me that there was a brown creeper singing. Oh. And I know that, that that's a bird you associate with, with sugaring season. Oh yeah, I know the brown creeper. Absolutely. That's a that's a that's a go to bird for sugaring for and um and another one we're we're hearing about, um uh waxwings, both Bohemian and Cedar Waxwings. We're hearing lots of reports of those, right? Yeah, all over the state. Um yeah, I'm seeing tons of cedar waxwings, especially, but uh, lots of reports of bohemian waxwings as well from yeah every corner of the state. Uh, it seems like you know they've been here um, all winter, but it seems like there's been an influx. Um, lots of robins coming in as well, but uh, the waxwings gathering in pretty good groups too. I've seen flocks of 25, maybe up to 50, or even I think. A hundred recently cedar waxwings in my neighborhood. Hmm. Well, why don't we start with the um, the cedar waxwing? So the the cedar waxwing, you know, we see that in the in the summertime, uh, but in the wintertime, we're seeing it mostly, um, you know, gathered around the the fruit tree. If there's any fruit left on the tree, they're they're there. Right. Right. Yeah. The cedar waxwing is our as our nesting waxwing. Uh, so when we do see them in the summer, we're usually seeing, you know, a pair or a small group. Uh, as I mentioned, this time of year, you could see, you know, a hundred or more. Um, and yes, uh, fruit eaters uh, this time of year. So ornamental crabs, uh, um, highbush cranberry, uh, winterberry holly. That's a really, that's a favorite of cedar waxwing. Um yeah, wherever there's ornamental fruit trees, it seems especially. Also, mountain ash out in, out in the more wild areas. But uh, yeah, gathered around fruit uh, fruiting bushes um, by the score. Yeah, the um, my turkeys have taken out most of my fruit already, so they've they got uh, up, they got up into the uh, up into the crab apples and up into the high bush cranberries, and they they've taken those out. So. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how cedar waxwing and bohemian waxwing are, can be town birds. You know, you see them in in um, town and little small cities in Vermont, also out in the countryside. But they're often, I guess, where you know, in town is where you see a lot of these ornamental plantings. That's often where you see the waxwings. Yeah, 
lot of the developments plant some of these ornamental fruit trees and they, you can see them and, um, you know, they, the, some of that fruit's still lingering on and they're making their way through the neighborhoods one tree after another, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. But, um, so that's a cedar waxwing, but a real special treat this time of year, um, if you get them, is uh, bohemian waxwings, um, which... You know, at the naked eye, there, you can't really tell the difference between the two, really. But there is one characteristic that is different, right? Yeah. The, you know, just naked eye from a distance, hard to tell apart. Um, you get them in binoculars, though, and there's a couple of things. One is uh, bohemian waxwing is a little bigger than cedar waxwing. Uh, probably the clincher is you if you look under the tail. So both species have the, the yellow band at the very end of the tail. But if you look at the undertail feathers, the coverts, um, it's their chestnut colored, uh, reddish color on the bohemian waxwing. And then the overall coloration is different. Um, cedar waxwing is uh, has more uh, lemony yellow belly bohemian waxwing it's grayer cooler colors and then one last thing is the bohemian has this extra slash of white in the wing uh, this little spear of white cutting across the folded folded wing uh, both species get those little waxy tips um, adult males have more than young females um, and there's a spectrum uh, but both have those little namesake waxy tips mm. It's, you know, if you look at both birds carefully and they are very almost regal, but they also from time to time look like they're a little angry. <laughs> they're like, yeah. they're like, you're like, don't mess with me. I'm right. I'm really stylish. I'm really good. But I have that. Maybe it's the eye. I'm not. Maybe it's just the eye. Maybe it's the crown. I'm not sure. The mask. Yeah. Maybe that black mask and the and the, um, the crest. Yeah. Both species have the crest. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. They're, they, <laughs> but, you know, you can get really close. They may look angry, but they're like often like let you get right under the fruiting tree to get a good look. No, and they have you know, big flocks of them and they have that sort of high pitched sound that's it's really hard to come through in the radio. But it's like um, you sometimes hear them first as they're foraging on your tree. Yeah. yeah, cedar waxwing, it's a very high pitched whine. Um, in the bohemian waxwing, it's more of a, it's a more musical sound, like some chiming. Uh, yeah, so that's another good way to tell them apart is the vocalizations. And sometimes they're they're together in one, one flock. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Chip, you got any, um, your birding company, you got any birding uh, things that are happening? You got some, some events planned? Yeah, Vermont has not been cold enough, so we're going to Minnesota. Uh, actually, it's not that cold there either. Uh, but yeah, we've got a flyaway birding trip to Minnesota to look for owls. Uh, uh, great gray owl is the, the one we're really hoping to see, as well as northern hawk owl. Um, there have been snowy owls there. Mm. Um, you get owl, great horned owl, barred owl. Boreal owls a long shot, but it's really a, a, a trip focused on owls, winter owls, um, and other and other boreal birds. It's uh, the area we are spending most of our time is near north of Duluth, uh, Saxonbog, uh, famous spot for owls in the winter. So we've got a group going up there this weekend, um, and hopefully we will see lots of owls. 
No, that's that's cool. You know, owls are um, during that little warm spell we had last weekend. I did hear the uh, the turkeys were actually gobbling a little bit, uh, and then oh, and then the owls yeah. respond to them. It's kind of neat. That's so funny. I've never yeah. heard that. That's really cool. No, no, they they go back and forth. Also had a uh, a bobcat uh, strike and got a turkey that was just off the feeder. Um, uh, wow! And, and uh, decapitated the uh, the turkey and left the body. I I, I just think I just missed wow. it. It was pretty fresh, but it was clearly a it was a, a bobcat and got the wow. got the turkey. That's it was, exciting. It was probably lurking behind some little uh, evergreen tree and then pounced uh, on the snow. Wow. But got him. It would, it was pretty. I, I noticed it because I was walking across the field and all of a sudden I saw these lot of feathers and I'm like, oh my gosh, something happened here. And I looked to the left and there was the poor turkey had lost it, but it was clearly uh, a bobcat had been in the, in the area. We'd seen the bobcat in the region earlier that day. So I think it was the bobcat strike. Wow. That's some serious drama there. Yeah. And you're hearing some, uh, you're seeing some robins, huh? Lots of robins. Yeah. Big flocks. Um, yeah, often around where there's wax wings. And then lots of reports of early red-winged blackbirds and grackles. And I think even of Phoebe in southern Vermont, believe it or not. Oh, a Phoebe. We don't like, we don't like the sound of that. No. <laughs> Too early. Too early. No, we've, we've got some winter ahead of us, hopefully. Um, oh, yeah. March is usually can be very snowy. Um, but the angle of the sun has changed, and uh, sunrise is, you know, before 7 now, and sunset's after 5, so we're getting there. It's nice. I love it. Yeah. Creeping towards the equinox. All right. Well, keep your eyes out for some of those spring arrivals, the, the robins, uh, maybe a bluebird or two, maybe uh, mm-hmm. a Phoebe. Hopefully not a Phoebe yet. Oof. That's way too early. <laughs> Uh, and uh, keep your eye out for all those all those owls as well um, as we approach March here on For the Birds. We gotta fly away for another weekend. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing.